the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show on 101.9 Hi FM. Thank you for choosing Hi Kids on Hi FM. My name is Michelle Fine and I'm 11 years old. And I'll be hosting for you today. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. Coming up on Hakit today, I'll be interviewing Kumbuza Mchadi, and he is an urban designer from Aya. So stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM to find out more on what it takes to design a city or a town or even a village. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a general knowledge question to challenge your thinking. And a Chai foodie club with me. So stay tuned, you don't want to miss this kid show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1150. You can also send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. Get ready for a very interesting show on Hi Kids today. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Michelle Fine and I'm your host for today. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Michelle and How are uh, DJ Flo. How are you? All right, thanks and yourself. Thank you. Great. All right, are you ready for the questions? Yes. All right. What is an urban designer? Um, so an urban designer is basically a practitioner or an artist that deals with shaping places for people. Mm. So what, how they do it is basically forging by forging a harmonious relationship between buildings, mm. um, the streets, the sidewalks, uh, the open spaces. Mm. Yep. Why is it called an urban designer? Um, so I, I think it's called an urban designer because it was intended for the urban area initially mm. when it emerged. But then as time went on, there was a realization that rural also needs the same attention, if not more. So now the focus has shifted from just focusing on urban to including rural as well. What is urban and rural? Okay, so basically urban is, is where we are currently, like where... Um, tertiary activities are, are more focused and then rural would be categorized as um, lagging areas where there's less development mm-hmm. and uh, pushed far from the urban areas and are mainly focused on um, labor-intense activities such as farming, agriculture um, and industries. Mm. Mm. Do you only design in urban areas? Uh, no, L- like I said, um, urban design has shifted its focus on f- from focusing on only urban areas mm-hmm. to include uh, rural areas as well. But the wording has remained uh, the same. Uh. Uh. When you are designing, what is the first thing you think of? Okay, so basically the first thing we think of is the ordinary man on the ground. So that's our point of departure when we carry out urban design. What we do is basically try and understand their needs and wants, how they use the space. Hence, every project mm. starts with observing their patterns and discussing and discussing with them what they would really like to see uh, happen in their places or areas of residence. Mm. Who do you design for? Okay, so 
Um, we design for the ordinary man on the ground, mm. um, the end user broadly. So, but of late, the focus has shifted to include um, those who were previously marginalized, like in terms of accessing the mm. city. So now we focus on the needs of um, elder citizens, um, women and children. Mm. We focus on the wheelchair users and the like. So it's basically people who have not had it easy in terms of accessing the city and its facilities. Mm. Yeah. Can anyone build a hospital anywhere or do you have special areas where a hospital or a clinic can be built in an urban area? Okay, so this is where we have to go through urban design and planning legislature as well as frameworks such as your mm -hmm. national development plans, your integrated development plans and mm -hmm. at the most local scale at special development frameworks and uh, precinct plans to understand what government thinking is about the area, to see what is missing in the mm -hmm. area and also to understand what projects are in the pipeline and what could best suit the area. So that's mm. what determines what oh, yeah. can be built where. Should there be a designer in every city? Uh, yes. So of late uh, there has been a paradigm shift which necessitates this. So most most metros in, in Gauteng um, have established their urban design uh, units or departments. I know that the city of uh, Cape Town has mm -hmm. a fully established, a fully fledged urban design unit. So uh, what would that mean if it's like fully? Fully fledged. Yeah. So it's not just one of those units that exist for the sake for the sake of ticking a box. So what it means is that their urban design unit is established and every plan, every development plan that mm -hmm. gets submitted to the municipality doesn't doesn't only go through um, your traditional departments like town mm -hmm. planning, environmental. Oh, yeah. and so now those plans also go through the urban design unit so that they mm. can assess them and see if they work according to their policy. Mm. Yeah. How does being an urban planner better our lives? Our lives. Okay. So uh, I'll start from my uh, personal vantage point. So being an urban designer or planner, it brings with it some level of fulfillment, mm -hmm. knowing that you are living out your purpose to an extent. But um, of more benefit uh, it, it is the um, end user, the people who end up using these spaces that we oh, design. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you create a succe successful space, it benefits you and, and uh, the end user. Do you plan where buildings are supposed to be in an urban area? Yes, um, but uh, it's actually more than uh, buildings. It's buildings and uh, we look at the interface between buildings, the public realm, and we look at uh, the relationship between those buildings and we also look at um, the relationship between the buildings themselves and the open spaces. Uh, yeah, so it's quite, it's quite broad. Can we ever have too many police stations or hospitals in one area? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, we can have too many police stations <laughs> or hospitals in one area. So basic, basically, um, every catchment has a number of social facilities like your hospitals, mm. your schools, your clinics, and your police stations mm. that can be there. There's a minimum number that can be there in, an, in a catchment mm. area. Yeah. So you... Do you design like 
what the building can look like or just where it goes. Okay, so we can we can design what the building look looks like to an extent, but that's mainly the job of an architect. We can oh, make yeah. recommendation. For instance, um, when you walk uh, on a sidewalk in a city, what we recommend is that um, the the edges of the building, like the facades should be clear or transparent so that the people inside the buildings can see what's happening on the outside of the building, you know. So we can make recommendations in terms of the building heights and the form of the building, the shape of the building Mm. and what the building should look like in terms of aesthetics. But in terms of the detail, that's the work of an Uh, an architect. Where can you learn to be an urbanist? Urban designer. Urban design. So, Mitch, this this is an interesting one. Um, you can. We only have eight universities globally that offer the course of urban design. That's so little. Yes, yes, it's not a lot. You I must know. find more space <laughs> to make them. Of course, of course. So, in it, it, it gets more interesting. On the Af- African continent, we only have two institutions, and those institutions are here in South Africa. One is in Joburg, which is Witz, and then there's another one in Cape Town, which is mm. the University of Cape Town, but of course. But that's so little. Yeah, of course. So it's, it's such, it's quite a, a niche profession, and I feel that it, it needs to expand. Yeah. Yeah, from, from where so it is. So go to all the different countries in <laughs> Africa and find a place. Hopefully the powers <laughs> that be are listening and <laughs> make it happen. How long does it take to become an urban designer? Okay, so uh, how it works is that you go to university, do your undergrad degree. Uh, So I did urban and regional planning. Mm -hmm. And then you you can also do architecture as your undergrad, and you can also do other professions within the the built environment. And then postgraduate, you can do uh, Mm -hmm. urban design. Urban design is a master's degree. So it's only available uh, at uh, at mm. postgrad. I'm still shocked why they're so little. <laughs> Interesting, eh? <laughs> you should do further research. <laughs> why did you choose to become an urban designer? Um, so in undergrad, our courses were split into three, right? We had housing, we had policy, and we had uh, urban design. Mm. So in, in undergrad, I think it's... It's mostly because I saw that my strengths were in, in urban design as opposed mm. to policy and housing. And then the people who were, who were teaching the course made it interesting and I thought, yeah, uh, this is what I want to be. I want to be an urban designer. <laughs> That's great. That would be great. Yeah. We need more people like you, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> who inspired you to become an urban designer? Um... One, uh, it's actually a lot of people, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I'll just mention one. Uh, it's Solam Kabela, who was my lecturer at, at VITS, mm. uh, while I was doing undergrad. Like, he made this course very interesting. He, he had, uh, a very different teaching style and he introduced new methods every other week, you know? Yeah. So he made the course very interesting and I really liked it and it also went well with my strengths. Are there any outdoor games that can teach people urban design? Um, yeah, on this one I did a quick search <laughs> <laughs> and I found Urban Hub. So mm-hmm. this is where they have a list of apps and games that kids can use, oh. you know. Uh, one of them is SimCity. 
and the mm-hmm. other one is uh, City Skylines. Ooh, yeah, you should fun. check them out <laughs> when you have time. <laughs> what are some of the cities you have helped design? Um, so it's it's not a lot. Uh, one of them is uh, the city of Ekuruleni, mm-hmm. uh, which just borders uh, Joburg. Uh, we did a couple of precinct plans uh, three years ago when I joined the firm, Aya. Um, we did Primrose, we did uh, Germiston, we did Danota, we did Telemokweran and a lot of other precincts. Mm. But we've also had projects where we were involved in, in the city of Chobek and the other projects outside of Gauteng that are run mm. by our mm. Durban office. How often do cities or towns need to be re- redeveloped? Redeveloped. Um, I think the the intervention should actually be a daily thing, but you mm. know <laughs> yeah. we, we we are in municipalities that are under resourced, so it it basic basically depends on what each town needs and how many resources are there. But I think it would it should be something that's done more than once in a while. What is the name of the company you work for? Uh, I currently work for Aya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a company based in. Uh, we have we actually have two offices. There's mm-hmm. one in Durban, and there's another one here in Joburg in Rosebank. Mm. How long has Aya been around? Um, Aya has been around for twenty four years now. That was in ninety. Six. six, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it was established in '96. What is urban decay? Okay, so urban decay is basically where the physical state of the city starts to deteriorate, and the uses of, of that city start to change. And now there's an exit of main economic and political functions. Mm-hmm. And then crime starts to become an issue. There's, la- there's less maintenance uh, like uh, what we've seen in the city of Joburg. Mm. And now you find that cities are faced with centrifugal defragmentation um, marked by the exit of key businesses and offices. Uh. So they move from the center to the out- outskirts, uh. to places like Senton and mm. uh, Rosebank. How many people does it take to make plans and decisions on cities development um there's actually a very long list <laughs> but at the top of the list is the residents uh, the ordinary public and then it's the municipal personnel or the staff and then a via a wide variety of built environment practitioners like your urban planners urban designers engineers economists and architects mm. Is urban designing like architecture? Um, no, it's not like architecture, but it's uh, closely related to architecture oh. and other disciplines. Architecture focuses on uh, individual buildings, and then urban design looks mm-hmm. at buildings in context. So it's buildings oh. and the surrounding context and the relationship between the buildings. Do you have to make blueprints? Okay, so the term... Blueprints is often associated with uh, the top-down kind of urban design. You know where you can make a blueprint and then take that plan and Mm. replicate it elsewhere. So now what we do is precinct plans 
we do urban design frameworks, which work like blueprints, but they are mm. not blueprints because every area has its uh, specific needs and demands. So how big are the... The plans. The plans, Perfect. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the plans, uh, the size or the scale of the plan usually depends on the, the client. They differ mm. in scale. Um, the biggest I've been involved in is the Germiston CBD, mm. which is um, over 200 hectares. Mm. And uh, I think the current population of Germiston is about uh, 255,000. So that's, that's mm. quite big. Yeah. Does it take long to make the plans and how long does it take? Um, so each project has stages that are agreed upon by the client and service provider. Projects usually run for about six months to three years mm. and uh, they are split into different phases. Uh. Yeah. All right. That was all very interesting and we'll mm-hmm. get to that. And, and we'll get back to some soon. Let's take a song break. Thank you, Mitch. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Michelle Fad, and you're still listening to the High Kids show on 101.9 High FM. Now let's carry on with the questions. How do you look at cities and towns to see if they need designing? Um, Mitch, uh, in actual fact, uh, I'd say every city needs urban design. Mm. (laughs) But then it also depends on uh, the government focus or the focus of our client in in terms of what they need done where. But what what we usually do is to do an assessment. um, And our findings from the assessment need to be aligned with uh, the government focus and their budget budget for Mm. that term, yeah. What is the biggest cities or towns that you have designed? Uh, I think it's Germiston, mm-hmm. which is uh, just over 200 hectares. Mm. Yeah. So we had to do an urban development framework for the CBD of Germiston. How do you think we can solve housing problems in South Africa? Um, first and foremost... Well, that's a difficult question, but I think first, first on, first and foremost, we need to get our policies right mm-hmm. and the intentions thereof. And we also need to make available a wide variety of options from self-help to state funded and, uh, also private led development. So it's, it's, it's a challenge that's gonna need, um, the government to work closely with mm. the private sector. And uh, the general public. Mm. What is the biggest and most amazing project you've ever worked on? Um, I think it's the first one that I got introduced to when I came to to Aya, which was just um, three years ago. Uh, it was a contract between the city of Ekuleni and Aya. Mm-hmm. It basically entailed the design of nine precincts. So it, it was a, a huge project working on different um, precincts, uh, mm-hmm. getting to understand uh, what each precinct uh, is, looks like, and what it needs in terms of urban design. Uh, how can we create more space in our cities? Okay. Uh, I think 
that should basically start by the government. Uh, if the government could stop uh, selling prime land to private companies and then we can use those remaining small portions of land to create open spaces for recreation mm. and also development that would benefit um, um, more citizens as to op- as opposed to an elite few. Mm. People are cutting trees to create more space to build houses and malls. How can we make sure we keep trees in the world but still build houses for people? Okay, that's an interesting one. Um, I think we we need to strike a good balance between uh, the needs of the environment, uh, the needs of the future, and our current needs. And fortunately, there is a, a sustainable wing to every design design discipline, which basically aims to minimize the impact of urban design on on the natural environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we need to. Uh, make sure that what we do for ourselves today does not have uh, a negative impact on the needs of the environment mm. and future citizens. Do you get to travel a lot for your job? Um, locally, yes, uh, for site visits. Uh. Yeah. Do you only design in Jetberg? Um We have a lot of projects across municipalities. Uh, currently, between... Uh, Gauteng and KwaZulu Natal. Do you design roads and where they go? Um, Yes, we we do, but uh, mostly at a strategic level, uh, almost as an an abstract plan, basically Mm. proposing links between uh, places. Mm. After you have made your design, where does it go or who do you give it to? Okay, so... After we've we've done our design, uh, it goes back to the client, uh, and then they take it to the next phase, which is mainly guided by their budgets and aims. Mm. Yeah. How do you make three D models? I mean, yeah. Okay, so um, in the olden days, uh, how they would do three D models, they would uh, have to cut. Box, boxes and uh, sometimes cartridge paper mm-hmm. and make physical models. But now everything is digitized. We focus on mm-hmm. making models digitally and creating visualization mm-hmm. images digitally. Uh, what has been your favorite design and why? Um, I think so far... Okay, I have more than one, but uh, <laughs> I think so far South Southgate stands out. Um, it's it's a project that really needed the application of the mind, mm. and also seeing how different disciplines come together, and you know the end result was was very amazing. That's one of the projects that I I saw from beginning yeah. right up to where it is now. What qualities should an urban designer have? Okay, I I think first and foremost uh, it should be creative and visual thinking. I think an urban designer must be able to pay attention to detail and also you need to be patient, very patient, because uh, projects uh, usually change in terms of time frames, in terms of the scope of works, you know, Mm -hmm. what needs to be done. So you need to be patient with all those changes, but also you need to be a critical thinker 
because you are not uh, just doing this for yourself. You are doing it for the greater good and, and other people mm. as well that need to be considered and you must be able to work under pressure. Have you ever been interviewed by a kid? <laughs> <laughs> Formally, no. This is my first time, which is quite amazing. Are you enjoying it? Yes, yes. Yay. <laughs> I enjoy it lots. Uh, informally, uh, yes, I have been interviewed by a kid, but mm. formally, you're the first one. Yay. <laughs> if you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be and why? Um, oh, shucks. Okay, first, <laughs> <laughs> first, I, I think, um, I am a visual thinker. You know, I have to pen it and see it for me to know it. And I think um, I'm imaginative. I live in my thoughts mm-hmm. most of the time. And I think I'm, I'm quite ambitious. All right. So Clive asked me if you think that Randberg is declining node. Um, yeah, actually, um, that's an interesting question, mainly because... Randberg is one of our projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are doing a project in the CBD, and it's 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 in a state of decay and uncertainty, mm-hmm. mainly because there's a lot of role players in Randberg. Mm-hmm. We have uh, people on the ground, which are mainly tax associations. Associations. We have private de- developers. We have informal traders, and then you have. You have people at at uh, at a much higher scale. You have your different def- departments mm. in municipalities. So what we are currently trying to do is to get their aims aligned so that we can start doing the actual plans, the actual framework. Mm. But yeah, Randberg is in is in a state of decline. There's your answer, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in your free time? Um, so in my free time. I usually read books. Uh, I ha- I help friends with their schoolwork because mm-hmm. I have friends who are enrolled for the course, yeah. urban design. Uh, I play and teach music, and I also hang out with friends. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could meet anyone, who would it be and why? Oh, shucks. Um, <laughs> it's it's not even related to the profession, urban design. You know, it's That's like a, it's, a, it's a personal thing, you know. Um, I would really love to meet um, Kevin Hart. You know who Kevin Hart? No, <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's, he's my favorite comedian at the ah. moment. Yeah, yeah. Not so he can make me laugh, but <laughs> to, 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 to understand the way yeah. he thinks, the way he does things and, you know, all that jazz. What is the best part of your job and why? The end of a project. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not the end of the project. It's the part where it, yeah, it gets uh, to where we do the actual design, uh, where we develop a concept and develop it into into a framework. How do you, how would you get young people involved and excited about urban development? Okay, so you know, um, urban design is uh, like I've I've mentioned is a very niche profession, and it's not well-known in intermediate institutions of learning, even um, uh, lower institutions of learning. Um, I think as much information about urban design should be 
disseminated and shared far mm-hmm. and wide so that people in high school, in primary school can learn and know about this profession. Because mm-hmm. I only learned about it when I got to varsity. Uh, so, yeah. Before we go to an air break, I welcome you to the Chai Foodie Club. Today, we will be talking about hamburgers and the most interesting facts about them. Did you know every year on the 25th of August, we celebrate all things hamburger? I mean, they are very delicious, and perhaps that is the reason um, that Americans alone consume approximately 50 billion burgers a year. And an average American eats a hamburger three times a week, and that is a lot. And did you know that McDonald's sells over 75 hamburgers and more every second? I mean, I did say that they're delicious. Mm. (laughs) But too much of anything is never good. Well, that's all I have for you today, kids, on the Chai Foodie Club. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Michelle Fan and I'm 11 years old. Thank you to my guest, Gumbuzo Mchali, for coming on Chai Kids today. And thank you to my producer, Senna, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Chai Kids show, only on 101.9 Chai Fen. Goodbye, kids.